I want to share a word with you that the Lord has placed upon my heart. I'm going to ask you to turn over to the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 30, and we're going to begin reading with verse number 11. I'm going to read from the New King James this morning. So Deuteronomy chapter 30, beginning with the 11th verse. The children of Israel are about to go into the promised land. The years of wandering in the wilderness have come to a conclusion. And they are about to go in and possess what God had promised to them when they left Egypt about a year and three months earlier. They've wandered in the wilderness for 40 years because they had sent the spies in and did not believe God and God held them out of the promised land. But now they are about to go and possess what God had promised to them. And the scripture says, For this commandment which I command you today is not too mysterious for you, nor is it far off. It is not in heaven that you should say, who will ascend into heaven for us and bring it to us that we may hear it and do it. Nor is it beyond the sea that you should say, who will go over the sea for us and bring it to us that we may hear it and do it. But he tells them, but the word is very near you in your mouth and in your heart that you may do it. See, I have set before you today life and good, death and evil, in that I command you today to love the Lord your God, to walk in his ways, to keep his commandments and his statutes and his judgments, that you may live and multiply. And the Lord your God will bless you in the land which you go in to possess. But listen to this. But if your heart turns away, said so that you do not hear, and you are drawn away, and you worship other gods, and you serve other gods, I announce to you today that you will surely perish and you shall not prolong your days in the land which you cross over Jordan to go in and possess. Verse 19 is the key. I call heaven and earth as a witness today against you. That I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both you and your descendants may live, that you may love the Lord God, that you may obey his voice, and that you may cling to him, for he is your life and the length of your days, 
that it that you may dwell in the land which the Lord swore unto your fathers Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob to give them. He's calling to their attention that God has set before them good and evil, life and death, blessing and cursing, and he says to them, you choose. The choice is yours. I'm going to stop reading right there today and uh, ask that you bow your heads and let's pray together for God's help in ministering his word, all right? Father, we are so grateful this morning that we have opportunity to be in the house of God, that we have felt your spirit as we have worshiped and as we have praised and as we have given you thanks. We have felt you in our midst. This morning, Heavenly Father, we come to the reading of your word, and I pray that you would just allow me to be an instrument in your hand. I readily admit in my own ability of my own self, I can do nothing. But if you will touch me with the anointing of your Holy Spirit, then, Lord, you are capable of making me an effective minister of your word. Give me unction to function this morning. I pray that you will put your words in my mind and your word in my mouth and let it come forth with clarity and simplicity and power. Anoint what is said here today. Give us liberty in the house of God to speak. Have your way. Let your name be exalted. Let your people be edified and touched through the word that is spoken here this morning. And we will forever give you the praise for it and give you the thanks for it. And we ask it this morning in Jesus' name. And everyone in agreement said amen. amen. So I want to title the message this morning, Living and Dying with the Choices that We Make. Living and Dying with the Choices that We Make. Many of you that are here this morning are familiar with the fact that at one time I had determined that I would pursue a career in the music industry. And I'm grateful that God had other plans and turned my life in a different direction. But music has always been a part of my life from a very, very young age. I grew up in a pastor's home. I learned to listen to old gospel music and loved it. Southern gospel music, quartet gospel music. I mean, blues sounding gospel music. I loved it. I loved it all. I grew up listening to classic country music because all of my family and all of my kinfolk are country people. So I grew up listening to Merle Haggard and Conway Twitty and Loretta Lynn. I was country before country was cool. <laughs> I got a little older and I found out, hey, I kind of like that rock and roll music too. I like me some Bob Seger. Yeah, I like me some ZZ Top. 
some Leonard Skinner, yeah, some Doobie Brother. They think about Jesus as just all right, so it's all right. <laughs> I like Motown. How many of you ever remember, you know, the Cornelius Brothers and Sister Rose? Yeah. I believe, I believe, I believe I'm falling in love. Yeah. It's too late to turn back now. It's too late to turn back now. <laughs> there is. You, of all people. <laughs> I haven't got to Cotton Eye Joe yet. <laughs> Security, please. <laughs> I like Frank Sinatra and the Rat Pack. I, I like I like all. I never really classified me. If it's good, it was good. I told my kids when they're growing up, you can like it all. If it's good, it's good. Amen. Don't put yourself in the box. I love it all. And personally for me, I believe that country music songs have some of the greatest titles that have ever been of any music genre that there is. And I'll give you a few examples. How many of you remember little Jimmy Dickens singing, May the bird of paradise fly up your nose. Or Roger Miller singing, you can't roller skate in a buffalo herd. <laughs> I mean, even know that's true. Or Roy Clark singing, thank God in Greyhound, she's gone. <laughs> you can YouTube some of this stuff. It's good stuff. <laughs> Conway and Loretta Lynn did a duet. I believe it was sometime in the mid-70s, and the name of the song was Honey, You're the Reason Our Kids Are So Ugly. <laughs> I got tears in my ears while laying on my back crying over you. I fell in a pile of you and got love all over me. I love this one. I wouldn't take her to a, to a dog fight because she just might win. Some of you are looking at me like, like you're not sure that. I'm serious. Write it down. Check it out. If love were oil, honey, I'd be a quart low. I'm so miserable without you, it's just like having you around. <laughs> and my all-time favorite, she tore my heart out and stomped that sucker flat. <laughs> I was in my office working on my sermon yesterday, and I'm laughing. The wife knocked on the door. You all right? I'm like, yeah, I'm okay. 
I mean, you just, you read some of those titles and you think of some of the titles of those songs, you know there's got to be a story behind that, right? Wow. Well, this, the title of my sermon this morning is the, is the title of another great country song that was recorded by uh, the, the Possum, George Jones. I don't think I'd want my nickname to be The Possum. I don't know how he ever got that. <laughs> I'm not sure. But for those of you that do not know, George Jones was a country music icon from the old school. George had a drinking problem. It was no secret that, amen, he had a drinking problem. And it began to affect his ability to perform on stage. In fact, there came a point in his career that he missed so many concert dates because he was out drinking somewhere, that they started to call him No-Show Jones. Amen. And one night in March the 6th, 1999, George Jones was critically injured in a car crash when he had been drinking and he was behind the wheel and he ran his car into a bridge in Nashville, Tennessee. Thankfully, no one was injured and George himself recovered, amen, from the accident. But a couple of months later, after his recovery, George released an album titled The Cold Hard Truth. And one of the songs that was released from that album, it would go on to become a hit. And the name of that song was Living and Dying with the choices that I've made. It would appear that after years of hard living, George finally stumbled upon a very powerful and yet a very fundamental truth. We are all living and dying with the choices that we make. I would submit to you that life is indeed all about choices. Stop and think about it for a moment and from every day, every day, from morning until night, we are faced with a myriad of choices. Do we ignore the alarm clock or do we get up on time? We choose which clothes we will wear for the day or God forbid whether we will become a nudist for the day. <laughs> will we brush our teeth or will we knock folks out with our dragon breath when we breathe on them? Will we shower or do we want to become known as Mr. Stinky? <laughs> Do we comb our hair or just throw on a hat? I've done both. <laughs> and maybe you wake up with, you know, bad hair. Amen. And you haven't even gotten out of the house. The speed limit on the way to work is 55. My truck says it'll do 120. Which one will I choose? I'm the driver. I have a choice. Every day, what I want you to see is every day we are faced with choices in every area of our life. And we are truly living and dying with the choices that we make. 
choices about our finances, whether to spend or not to spend, whether to invest or not to invest, whether to be a good steward with what God has given to us or whether we will act foolishly and allow it to slip away. The choice is ours. If we choose not to pay our bills on time, we are certainly going, we're most certainly not going to have very good credit. And if we choose not to pay our bills on time, it will affect our future transactions. I mean, if you know, if you don't have real good credit, you're going to pay a higher interest rate. It's a fact of life. You're a, you're a bad risk. Choices about eating. Do we have a healthy home-cooked meal or is it Mickey D's in a sack? Prime rib or chicken? To dessert or not to dessert? <laughs> that is the question. <laughs> Will it be second or thirds at Golden Corral or do we just hang around the buffet until they switch from lunch to dinner? I got a couple of people in the back going, amen, brother. <laughs> but the, the thing I'm trying to point out to you is that we all have choices in, in every area of our life, every day. And to not choose is a choice in itself. You hear what I'm saying? Amen. Because choosing not to decide is a choice within itself. Choices in our business. Will we run our business with honesty and integrity? Amen. Amen. Or will we do whatever it takes to get ahead no matter who we step on or who we hurt to get there? Will we run our business with customer service in mind or with a self-serving attitude concerned about what we ourselves can get out of it and the bottom line? Choices in our relationships. Will we treat people with kindness and compassion? Or will we roll through life impatient and ill-mannered and rude? Will we treat people with consideration and sensitivity? Or will we roll through life disrespectful and discourteous to others? The choice is ours. Choices every day. And the truth is... That our choices have consequences. Our choices have consequences. And every single day, we are living and we are dying with the choices that we make. How many of you have ever heard the expression, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink? The horse has to make a choice. He can't be forced to drink, but rather he must choose. And the truth is that God has given to each one of us the, the ability and the power to make choices. Let me explain to you this morning that while you will not find the word free will in Scripture, the expression of free will is taught throughout the Bible. Let me begin in Genesis chapter 2. 
free will. God has given us free will. It's the most powerful thing that he placed within us. The power to choose. Free will. Genesis chapter 2. You know the story. God creates a beautiful garden. Creates man. Sets man in the garden. And in Genesis chapter 2. And verse number 16. This is what God says. And the Lord commanded the man saying. Of every tree of the garden you may freely eat. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Thou shalt not eat of it. For the day that you eat of it you will surely die and the choice is yours and what did he do he made the wrong choice and choices have consequences notice that God did not force them to choose one way or the other but he gave them the power of option choice the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 16 and verse number 9, the heart of a man plans or chooses his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. Amen. What the scripture is saying that a man's heart decides or a man's heart chooses the way that he will walk. And when he makes that choice, then the Lord will establish his footsteps. My wife had no idea that I was going to use the scripture that she read this morning, amen, as she was doing the preliminaries. Second Peter chapter 3 and verse 9. This is what the scripture says. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but he is long-suffering, amen, toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. If God desires for all men to come to repentance, then why are there unsaved people in the world today? I submit to you that they are unsaved, not because God does not want them to be saved, but they are unsaved because they have not exercised their will and their option of choice to receive him. He desires for all men to find their way to salvation. And to receive him. But he is not going to force them to receive him. John chapter 1 verse 12. This is what the Bible says. As many as received him. As many as made the choice. Amen. To allow him to come into their heart. As many as received him. To them gave he power. To become the sons of God. Even to them that believe upon his name. Revelation chapter 3 and verse 20. This is what the scripture says. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice, and if any man will open the door, I will come in and I will sup with him and he with me. What I'm saying is he knocks at the door, but you have the option of whether you want to answer or not. I submit to you that God is a perfect gentleman. And he will never force 
an option upon you. He gave you the power to choose. Our problem is that most of the time we make the unwise choice. Here in our text this morning, Moses is reminding the people of God that they are faced with a choice of right and wrong. He's reminding them that they are faced with a choice of good and evil. They are faced with a choice of life and death or blessing and cursing. And he says to them, you choose. You choose. We have the right to choose. We have the power of choice. Choice is one of the most powerful gifts given to us from God. God made us free moral agents, which simply means that he's given us our own free will to choose right and wrong, life and death, blessing and cursing, and all of those choices are in our hands. But listen to me. There are consequences for our choices there are consequences for our choices what I want you to see this morning is that God is not going to force you to do good he's not going to force you to do that which is right and let me just also throw in that the devil cannot force you to do what's wrong you have the power of the veto you have the final vote. The Bible said in John chapter 10 and verse number 10 that the thief comes not but for to kill and to steal and to destroy. And Jesus said, but I am come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. And you cast the deciding vote. You will either allow the enemy to rob and kill and blunder and steal in your life or you will have life more abundantly by choosing to do that which is right in the sight of God. We cast the deciding vote. We are not puppets controlled by our genetic makeup nor are we controlled by our ethnic background. Quit blaming your temper tantrums on the Irish Quit blaming your foul language on the French. <laughs> Quit blaming your current condition on your, tri or your childhood. You know, daddy didn't take me fishing and mama didn't bake me chocolate chip cookies. Amen. We, amen, are living and dying with the choices that we make. We have the power to choose. We're not puppets controlled by the stars or controlled by fate or karma, but rather we have a God-given option that's been given to us, the power to choose or the power to decide what we want for our life. And I don't know about you this morning, but I came to encourage you to choose life, choose blessing, choose Christ, amen, choose eternal life with Him. He desires to give you those things things but you have to decide amen and side with him 
Amen. He wants you to have abundant life. He wants you to have a life that is overflowing with joy and peace. He wants you to have a life uh, that is filled with blessing and filled with provision. Uh, Amen. But we all too often fail to recognize uh, that we can cancel out the blessings of God by making the wrong choices. There is an action or a reaction for every action. There is, a, there is a choice and there are consequences for our choices. Amen. We today are the very sum of all of our past choices. Stop and think about that for a minute. We are the total sum of all of our past choices. If you don't like where you have arrived, maybe you need to change some of the choices that you've made. Hello? I am the total sum of the choices that I've made in my past. Every choice that I make today will impact my life tomorrow. You say, preacher, I don't know if I can buy into that because I've had some things in my life that have happened that I never, I never invited them to happen. I didn't want them to happen. I've had some things in my life come up that, you know, I didn't choose to be a part of. Let me just tell you something. That may be absolutely true, but you had every right to choose how you would react to them. Did you get bitter or better? Did you wilt under the pressure? Or did you make a decision to rise above the hardship and say, bless God, I may have messed up. I may have, it may, I may have had some discouragements along the way, but I'm going to keep my faith in the Lord and I'm going to keep walking with the Lord and I'm going to keep my hand in his hand. Amen. Every choice has a consequence. It is a universal law of planting and harvesting. We will reap what we sow. How many of you know that to be true? Some of you are home gardeners. When you plant corn, you're looking for corn to come up. When you plant beans, you're looking for beans. Here's what the Bible says in Hosea chapter 8 and verse 7. They have sown to the wind. Talking about the children of Israel. They have sown to the wind and they will reap a whirlwind. What he's saying is they made the decision and the choice to sow discord and sow offense against God. And God said, I promise you, that's what they're going to reap. I came to tell you this morning, choose wisely because today's choices will determine your tomorrow's future. The ultimate choice that has been given to us is the ultimate choice of good and evil, life and death, blessing and cursing. Amen. Eternal life with Jesus Christ or eternal separation from God. I tell you this morning, choose wisely. 
Joshua chapter 24 and verse 15. Amen. Joshua said, but for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. He says, you choose this day who you will serve. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Elijah on top of Mount Carmel, he told the children of Israel, how long will you halt between two opinions? If the Lord be God, amen, then let's serve him. If Baal is God, then let's serve him. But let's make up our mind and decide which way we are going to go. Moses comes down off of the mount from receiving the Ten Commandments and the children of Israel are there on the valley floor making a golden calf and a golden idol. And Moses called them, amen, and said to them, who is on the Lord's side? Step over here, amen. In other words, I'm calling you to a place of, of conclusion. I'm calling you to a place of decision. You have to make a choice if you're either going to serve the Lord, amen, or serve the enemy of this world and the ultimate consequences of that choice is going to determine where we spend eternity. Romans chapter 6 verse 23 said the wages of sin is death but the gift of God is eternal life. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Romans chapter 8 and verse number 5 said, They that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. Amen. But they that are after the Spirit mind the things of the Spirit. And then he goes on to say, They that are carnally minded or to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. And the choice is ours. Galatians 6 and 8 says uh, that if we sow to the flesh, then of the flesh uh, we're going to reap corruption. But if we sow to the Spirit, uh, then of the Spirit we're going to reap life everlasting. Uh, amen. I came to tell you this morning, uh, follow Christ uh, and reap eternal life. Uh, turn away from Jesus uh, and reap an eternity without God. Receive Him and live reject him and perish for eternity and the choice is ours I prayed and said God how can I make wise choices in my life and the spirit of the Lord spoke to me nine things I'm just going to run through them quick nine things that I believe that we need to choose every day number one we need to choose love. Choose to walk in love. Today I choose to believe that no occasion justifies hatred. Today I choose to believe that no injustice warrants bitterness. Today I choose to love. Jesus said in John 13 and 35, by this shall all men know that you are my disciples if you have love one to another. John 15 and 17, Jesus says these things, I command you that you love one another. Romans 12 and 9, let love be without hypocrisy. Abhor what is evil and cling to that which is good. 
Hebrews 13 and 1. Let brotherly love continue. Matthew chapter 5 and verse 44, Jesus said, Love your enemies and bless them, amen, that hate you and pray for them that despitefully use you. The first thing that I choose today is I choose to walk in love. I choose love. Secondly, I choose joy. Today I will invite God to be a part of my circumstances uh, and I will reject worry and apprehension and anxiety because I choose to walk in the joy of the Lord which is my strength. It's your strength. Today I refuse to see my problems as anything less than an opportunity for God to work in my life. I choose joy. Amen. Psalms 118 verse 24 said, This is the day that the Lord hath made. I will. An act of my will. An act of my choosing. I will. Bless the Lord. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Today I choose peace. I choose to walk in peace. I choose peace over turmoil. I choose peace over confusion and turbulence. I choose the peace of God over perplexity and uncertainty. I choose to live with the peace of God knowing that no weapon that is formed against me will be able to prosper because I am his child and he is my God. I choose peace today. I choose patience. Mm, help me, Jesus. That's a, that's a hard one for me to choose. I choose patience. Today I choose kindness. Today I choose goodness. Today I choose to be faithful. I choose faithfulness. Today I will keep my promises. I choose to be faithful to my God. I choose to be faithful to my word. I choose to be faithful. I choose to be gentle. And I choose to have my body in self-control. Amen. Today we have a choice. I choose. I choose love. I choose joy. I choose peace. I choose kindness. I choose patience. I choose goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control. And to each one of these things, I choose to commit myself each and every day. If I succeed, I will give thanks. If I fail, I will seek his grace. But at night, I will lay my head upon my pillow and sleep the rest of the righteous, knowing that I have chosen the right things for my life. We all have a choice this morning. We all have a choice this morning. Amen. We are living and dying with the choices that we make. Choices have consequences, whether they be good or whether they be bad. If we want a life that is filled with the blessings of God, the peace of God, and the presence of God, then we must make the choice that brings those things into our lives. Our choices determine both the quality 
and the quantity of our life. Choice is the means that determines the end, the action that determines the reaction. Maybe you are here this morning or you are here today and you haven't been making such great choices. Maybe you are here today and you find that your choices have placed you on the wrong road. Good news. You are the driver. You can turn around and go the other way. The choice is yours. Like Moses so many years ago, today I set before you life and death, blessing and cursing, good and evil. And like so many years ago, I too, like Moses, will encourage you to choose life that you may live and that you may be blessed. Bow your heads all over the building, please. Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. Let us pray, Jesus. This morning, Father, we thank you that you have given to us the options of life and death, blessing and cursing, good and evil. And Father, at times we all make wiser choices than at other times. But this morning, I'm asking that you help us to see that our choices have consequences. And that if we find ourselves headed down the wrong path, then by your grace and through your mercy, we have the opportunity to turn around and make a different choice. Speak to hearts, I ask here this morning. In Christ's name, amen. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. Are you here this morning and you would be willing to slip up a hand and say, Preacher, I haven't been making some of the right choices in my life. God sees your hands, yes, yes, yes. I haven't been making some wise decisions. Anybody else? There's some more hands there. God bless you. See, God just wants to bring it to our attention. He wants to bring it to our attention that we might make an informed decision. Use your vote this morning. Use your choice this morning. Use your free will this morning to veto the works of the adversary in your life. Choose life. Choose blessing. Stand to your feet, if you will. Hands have been lifted. Hands have been lifted this morning. Father, I thank you that you've allowed the word to touch hearts. These that have lifted their hands, I pray that you will supernaturally empower them. When the decisions of life need to be made, let the Holy Spirit rise up within them and allow them, I pray, O oh God, to make 
not only an informed decision, but a decision that brings life and peace and blessing from the Most High. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Come and sing.